Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It is Thursday, June 16th, and you are listening to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. Another big weekend in college football recruiting. We already touched on USC earlier this week. They probably have the biggest weekend in the country, but a very close second, and, and some would say it's even the most impactful weekend, would be the Texas Longhorns as Steve Sarkeesian gets ready to welcome in the number number one prospect in the 2023 class. That would be five-star quarterback Arch Manning, who has taken official visits to Georgia and Alabama this month. Next up is a trip to Austin. It's going to be a return trip for Arch Manning. And to break that down, as well as everything else, Texas Longhorns, we welcome in the Horns 24-7 insider recruiting editor, Mike Roach. And uh, dare I say, Mike, friend of the show, you've been on this show quite a few times. Yeah, I think thank you to Arch Manning for getting me on the show uh, so many times. I think he's the easy ticket. I've done four podcasts today just with people wanting to know all about Arch. So it's been uh, I always have a special place in my heart for this show, though. Let's hope you save the the, the best for last. Is this yeah, absolutely. Fifth, is this your fifth appearance? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, by the way, Blair, you'll be happy to know you guys were out in Las Vegas, obviously, last week for the overtime. And one of my media buddies that works at a different company asked me for a food wrecks and I put him on to Tacos El Gordo. And he uh, I think he had it three times while on the trip. Are we talking about the one and only Nick Harris? We are. Yeah, I, I did catch up with Nick, former former friend of the show. And yeah, man, I've been there a couple times since I introduced you to it, but I'm not the evil person that sends you the photo of it, knowing yeah. that you're not having it. Uh, that would be you, my friend. So uh, kudos yeah. to you for me, for making me feel a little a little envious of, of uh, whenever you're at Tacos El Gordo. I mean, I mean, at this point, we have to reach out to El Gordo, whoever that is, mm -hmm. and see if we can get uh, some sort of sponsorship deal because we've been plugging them on this podcast quite a bit over the last year and a half. Especially when you and Huff do best of the West, like it's, it's, that's the, that's where it started was you guys. I just, I, I just got introduced to it from you guys. So yeah, that, they should be the official sponsor of best of the West. I think all our listeners would agree that a trip to Vegas uh, sometimes requires an off-strip location where you can kind of recharge, re-energize and get some quality food. So Tacos El Gordo, definitely at top of the list, top of the list. Mike, you, you you get the segue here. Arch Manning, the number one prospect in the 2023 class, has made you a frequent guest on this show, but he's also been a frequent visitor in Austin. And I'm going to pose you this question, which I posed to our friend Chris Trevino over at uh, uscfootball.com earlier this week uh, as it relates to Lincoln Riley and this weekend for USC. But I'm going to recycle that question. Is this the biggest weekend for Steve Sarkeesian since he's taken the helm at Texas? 
Yeah, I think anytime you have the number one player in the country on campus, it's it's a special, special weekend. And I think when you combine everything with it being Arch Manning and the next in the Manning family and all those sorts of things, this is kind of the weekend, I think the culmination of like what his recruiting effort at Texas has been building towards. And, you know, it, it felt almost like last year, you know, when you have a new coach, obviously you get the new coach bump and, you know, you've got it's exciting again to be recruiting, but last, but you're always, I think by virtue of being new kind of behind on the current class you get hired with. And for the last year, it's kind of been, well, okay, we're going to do what we can with 2022, but 2023, we think has a chance to be special. And we think that centers around Arch Manning. Um, So this has been something that's been that long in the making. It's uh, Arch's fourth visit to Texas, I I believe. And it's been a big deal each and every time. And I think it's, it's a big deal that this is his official visit. This is his last official visit from what we know of as of right now. And there is a sense, and I, and I don't know what we're going to get coming out of this weekend, but there could be maybe some finality to this recruitment um, after the visit. So I think it's, it's absolutely, Absolutely massive week. It's been something we've kind of had circled all year and, and uh, you know, just had to kind of tell the family, hey, I know it's Father's Day on Sunday, but expect me to be on the phone uh, for a lot of it. It is a very methodical process. Uh, I think we've understood for a long time that Arch Manning was going to take his time. He was going to do his research. He wants to check off all the boxes. But for Texas specifically, I, I think... There needs to be an answer at some point. You've got a program who's sitting outside the top 25 right now in the composite team recruiting rankings. And as much as we talk about the quarterback dominoes waiting on Arch Manning in, in a way, right? I, I think we're waiting to see what he does. And, and some of the other guys, Jaden Rashada, uh, Dante Moore, uh, a few of the other quarterbacks. I, I think we've been waiting on Arch Manning to see what else comes of it, what the ripple effects are. But for Texas specifically, Getting him on board sooner rather than later, not only is it important because you're adding a cornerstone quarterback, a a building block, a major, major NFL prospect that could do big things in Austin, but from a recruiting standpoint, it could open the floodgates. It would allow Steve Sarkeesian to then present a very tangible and physical proof and evidence to other recruits and saying, hey, we've got Arch Manning in this class. Uh, We just beat Georgia. We just beat Bama for the number one prospect in the 2023 class. What are you waiting for? Yeah, I think all those things are kind of what the staff has in mind. I think they would love to get this done sooner rather than later. I think you could start adding offensive skill guys around him and things of that nature. And, you know, I think for for Texas, it's not that they can't win some of these guys without him, but the ceiling of their class, I think, drops quite a bit without Arch Manning. I think it's been kind of building to this. They haven't offered another quarterback. So, you know, the thoughts of jumping in and saying, okay, well, we'll just pivot to Jaden Rashad or something, you know, they're not going to be able to get into those races at this point. They're, they've kind of pushed all their chips in here. So, you know, hopefully that pays off for them, I believe. And uh, if that happens, then, you know, I think that that they've got a chance to put together something special and kind of make a statement on the recruiting scene. I think they did at times last year. I mean, they did win some head-to-head battles that were kind of like, oh, okay, they got Justice Finkley out of Alabama. They got Jamon Tapp out of Louisiana. Uh, you know, they were able to win some head-to-head battles for five-star offensive linemen. And I think, you know, adding Manning is just the next level of that. And, you know, with him, then you can really start putting your class into place. And I know there's people in Texas that believe that if they can get Manning to shut it down in the next month or so, that they could come out of the summer with, you know, 18 to 20 commits in the class. And so, um, you know, if that happens, they're kind of well on their way. So, and and 
I think if you kind of look at what the weekend looks like, there's some strategicness to it. Like, I don't know if strategicness is a word, so I, I just threw it out there. But Jaquez Petaway, the four-star receiver out of Langham Creek in Houston, is going to be on the trip. I think anytime you can kind of pair a quarterback and a receiver on a visit, you know, that's obviously can can pay off for you. Will Randall, who's Arch's good friend and a Texas tight end offer, uh, he'll obviously be on the trip. Malik Muhammad, a, a four-star uh, defensive back out of South Oak Cliff in Dallas. So I, there's some big-name guys there that I think if you could kind of maybe come out of the week with those guys believing that Manning is going to be part of this class. How much does that, you know, you, you've covered recruiting for a long time. How much does that in their minds kind of elevate Texas uh, aside from their own visit experience? I think we obviously get lost in the fact that, sure, he's considering Georgia. He's considering Alabama. You're talking about the defending national champion. You're talking about Kirby Smart. You're talking about Nick Saban and Bill O'Brien, uh, former NFL head coach. But then I think we we lose and we remember we, we forget to remember that Steve Sarkeesian's been in his share of heavyweight recruiting battles, right? Like he beat USC to Bryce Young, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner when he was at Alabama. He's been in some of these dogfights, if you, if you want to call them that. Um, and he's come out victorious a number of times. Is there a sense based on the conversations that you have with sources within the program or even in, in Arch Manning's circle about what this weekend could look like for him when he is on campus? Because he's been there before. Is there anything that maybe they haven't shown him or something that you anticipate being a major driving force as they try to close this deal out? So when I went out to Newman in the spring to see Arch, I kind of asked him that question, like, what new are you going to be able to to see on an official visit that'll change kind of your mind. And, and his answer was, I want to ask all the staffs I'm visiting some hard questions that will kind of make them have to give me answers that you wouldn't normally give on an official visit. You know, on an official visit, everything's buttoned up. It's it's red carpet. It's, you know, as, as, as good of a presentation. It's like you've got people coming over to your house and your mom makes you clean everything up. And, and that's kind of how it is. But he wants to kind of put them to the test. So I don't know if there's necessarily anything new. You know, he's he's pretty familiar with the city of Austin. Obviously, he's seen all the facilities and every unofficial visit he's taken has been, you know, a two-day or three-day trip. So he it's not like he hasn't spent a lot of time on campus and a lot of time with those guys. I think if I'm putting myself in Arch Manning's shoes, he's going in there and saying, okay, if you look at my recruitment, one of these things is not like the other. And that's you guys at five and seven. You know, what is the plan going forward so I can be secure in, you know, picking this school and knowing the future is is there for us to build a program and and become a, a college football playoff and team and, you know, hopefully a national championship contender. I think those are the questions Texas is really going to have to answer, you know, on this trip. Mike, I did a quick Google search. Strategicism is not is not a word, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said strategicness, but I don't think that's it either. I think also just, not a word. <laughs> I think just strategy. I think strategy is the word I should have gone with. <laughs> Dude, I love it. All right. We're going to continue our conversation on Texas recruiting and their big weekend down in Austin. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by Mike Roach. He is the recruiting editor and insider over at Horns 24-7, the Texas site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And uh, you've got a big and busy weekend, my friend. Let's take our listener behind the curtain a little bit. Let's let's peel back the shade. Let's open the window. What does a typical Sunday compose or like what is it composed of for you uh, during an official visit weekend? Because it, it could be a lot, a lot of hours. It could be long. It could be a long day. It could, it could include an early coffee run. Uh, it could include a lot of phone calls. For you specifically, what is what does that look like? So on average, you know, the average official visitor probably leaves campus at about noon. And I'm pretty firm in the fact that I'm not going to bother these kids while they're on their trips. I'm not texting them throughout the trip. I'm not, you know, doing all those sorts of things. It's their experience. It's kind of a once in a lifetime type deal. They don't, I, I just don't personally like to do that. So I just always try to set up something beforehand. And most of the time, you know, last week, I think I talked to Spencer Shannon and he said, yeah, I'll hit you on the way to the airport or something like that. And so around noon, I start reaching out and, um, you know, just kind of setting things up. It's maybe, hey, can we exchange a few texts or can you do a phone call later tonight? And then by about four or five in the evening, I'm pretty heavy on the phones. Now it's going to depend on the group and the size. I believe we've got 10 official visitors coming in this weekend. So it's going to be a pretty busy Sunday. You know, I'm going to try to make contact with all of them and just glancing at the list. I see some names that make me kind of shudder a little bit because I know they're not the easiest to get in touch with at all times. So, you know, if I can't reach them, it's contacting their coaches, contacting their parents and just, you know, trying to be as respectful as possible, but also, you know, do our job and get the information for our readers. So, and I also, you know, our big scoop piece comes out every Monday morning, the stampede. And on a regular weekend, I'm usually up until one in the morning writing that. So if I'm making calls all evening, I probably won't get started on that thing till nine or 10. So it'll be a late night for sure. Monday morning is a, is a sleep in morning for me uh, in most cases, and it definitely will be this week. Dude, I love it. And I hope that the Texas fans that are listening can check out Horns 24-7 throughout the weekend for, for recruiting updates. By the way, yes. By the way, Blair, I'll be leaning on you because we've got two of your guys uh, in this weekend and Michael Gardner and Blake Purchase. So uh, I might be leaning on you to get in contact with some of those guys and help me out a little bit. Well, I, I will be flying cross country on Sunday. Oh, um, oh no. Oh, no. Early morning flight out of Atlanta back to Southern California, but I should be back midday around the time the official visitors are getting out. So you can bet that I'll be getting to the airport, getting to my car, making phone calls as soon as I'm back on the ground. Or even I might even be sending messages uh, depending on the Wi Fi. We will see what that looks like on that flight on Sunday, but uh, it, it is an interesting time of year. We're always chasing information and uh, you do a, a terrific job, my friend. Before we go, I did want to discuss the other visitors. I think all eyes will be on Arch uh, and, and all ears will be on Arch. But when you look at this visitor list, when you look at maybe the visitor list for next weekend before we enter another recruiting dead period, uh, what's your outlook for Texas as they continue to try to build momentum heading into the summer? 
Uh, these are the two weekends they've been pointing to for a while. They're the biggest visit weekends. I believe next weekend they'll have uh, a bunch of their in-state targets on campus, uh, also with a lot of commits uh, coming to join them. So that'll be a huge one as well. It won't have the you know potential star power of a of a number one overall guy, uh, but there there are some five stars expected to be on campus, including Anthony Hill. Uh, this weekend, I think you know what's interesting to me is you look at it. We've got one, two, three, four, five top one fifty guys in the country coming along with Arch Manning, including Malik Muhammad, who I mentioned earlier, Jacos Petaway, who I mentioned earlier, uh, Hunter Osborne, a defensive lineman from Alabama, who's kind of an interesting story in the sense that Texas offered later in the process, but Osborne immediately put them in his top group, immediately scheduled an official visit and is a teammate of uh, current Longhorn Justice Finkley. So there is some optimism there. Mikel Harrison pilot from Temple, which is just up the road from Austin, uh, a two-way star who, who plays receiver and, and defensive back, but he's kind of indicated the uh, desire to play receiver at the next level. And then, uh, you know, the defenders I mentioned earlier, Blake Purchase and, and Michael Gardner from your neck of the woods and Jalen Smith uh, from uh, Grayson in Loganville, Georgia, also expected to be in. And then we've also uh, also just confirmed that a five, uh, or I, I'd have to look at his ranking, so I don't want to say five-star, uh, but a very highly rated linebacker and Raul Aguirre from, uh, from Georgia is also coming in. So it uh, should be a pretty stacked group. And um, I, you know, I, going into this, Blair, I would, I would ask you, I guess, for our listeners listening, I don't, I've talked to Blake Purchase a couple of times. I've never spoken with Michael Gardner. Maybe you can kind of give them the look at where both those recruitments sit going into the weekend. I would say that Oregon is the team to watch for both of them. So Oregon will have both of these guys on campus that final weekend of June. Blake Purchase just took an official visit to Iowa State. That's where his brother Miles plays. He's a uh, incoming sophomore safety uh, who was a terrific, terrific high school player out in Cherry Creek in, in the state of Colorado. Uh, Blake Purchase intends to announce his college choice on July 2nd, live on CBS Sports HQ. And I, I get the sense that Oregon has been out in front there. He's just been there a number of times. So I feel, I feel like he has that comfort level with the ducks. I know he's is tremendously intrigued by, by Texas, by the defensive scheme. Uh, he's a player who we saw at the UC report camp in Las Vegas recently. And I think he would have a much higher profile if he, if he were in a bigger state, right? Like if he was playing uh, in California or in Texas or in a place like Georgia uh, with his, with his frame and with his upside physically, uh, I think he would have a much higher profile. I think we're higher on him than than the industry generated composite. I do get the sense that right now he feels that comfort level at Iowa State and at Oregon. Uh, but I'm not counting out Texas. I know he's been really intrigued. And with Michael Gardner, uh, this is another player who who could be on four star watch. He's a higher rated three star prospect. Um, I know he's been up to Oregon a couple of times already. So. It's that familiarity that I think drives it up for me. Uh, and we're talking about two defensive players who I think have an understanding that Dan Lanning is trying to change things up in Eugene in terms of that defense, right? He's bringing in a, a scheme that just catapulted Georgia to the top of the college football world. Uh, and he's driving home that recruiting pitch. But I know Coach PK and, and Coach Chode and, and the guys uh, at Texas have been making some really strong impressions. So to get both of these guys who are two, two of the better prospects in the mountain region and the Rocky Mountain states, um, it, it, it kind of speaks to Texas and their ability to uh, really draw the attention. So it's going to be interesting to see what their comments are. And this will be, you know, in a, in a sense, their 
first exposure to the Longhorns. And, um, you know, I, th- I think that's that's all you need right now is is you need to make a strong impression uh, right off the bat and and maybe delay some of these decisions, right? If Michael Gardner intends to decide at the end of the summer, uh, but you've only really had one chance to make to make an impression, you hope that this weekend does enough to at least think about delaying things and, and continuing to to assess the the process. So it's going to be interesting to see what we hear from from them. Anything else b- before we go, Mike? No, I think that's it. It's uh, it's that time of year, Blair. I, I know you know. Uh, I know you were out in the heat for four days at OT7. I can't do We've done, I mean, you and I have done those Vegas tournaments before, but they're two-day tournaments. I can't imagine what four days in the summer out there was. Usually we're there in February. So uh, God bless you and our team who went out there. My big mistake is that I got a little cocky and, <laughs> and I went out to a Bishop Gorman practice as well. I mixed in 110 degree midday high school practice while I was out there. I was like, oh, this is fine. I'm just going to go out there. Uh, but me and Chris Singletary were definitely feeling it in the night session. Uh, and we regretted it instantly. But, you know, we do it. We do it for the readers. We do it for the fans. And, uh, you know, no regrets, I guess. But it was uh, it was a tough, tough weekend under the sun. Mike, it's been a pleasure as always. And uh, we can't wait to to read all the scoop from this coming weekend as Texas prepares, prepares for perhaps the biggest weekend under Steve Sarkeesian's uh, regime. Yeah. And, oh, I, sh- I guess I should mention, I guess our bosses would like me to mention, we got a special going on. Uh, I believe we're calling it the Arch Manning special. It's 60% off a subscription. So if you'd like all the news and info that I'm going to spend Sunday gathering, you can uh, take advantage of that. I love the plug. Mike Roach, pleasure as always, my friend. Thanks, Blair. All right. That is Mike Roach, recruiting editor at Horns 24-7. For Mike and our producer, Lance Glenn, thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. And enjoy. Happy Father's Day, everyone, this weekend.